Okay, Boker Tov, good morning. He was next to you, I know. I think we'll probably today will be the last day for our uh, conversation his, about uh, the... Uh, yeah, today is December 11th, and we're on page 95. And we got yeah, up. Yeah, Let's see 95. where we stopped. We're in the middle of the paragraph, the yeah. fourth paragraph down. Yeah. Remember here again, this is the question of going after the doctor. Um, in the uh, Jewish law, the doctor would have been patur, going after the insurance company is what my intention was. I want to go to a regular court to go after the insurance company. We had two questions. Can I do that? Number one, if I do that, can I keep the money? Number two, am I ruining, if I'm ruining the reputation of the doctor, am I allowed to do that also? Because technically I'm not allowed to take the doctor to Bedin. And if I, go after the, if I go after the doctor through the insurance, then I'm going to be ruining his reputation. And the issue of going after the doctor, I had to go through the doctor to get to the insurance company. If I want to go straight to the insurance company, no issue there. Can I go to the insurance company, doesn't have to go to Betin, I can take it straight to court. There's nothing to do with it, nothing to do with the Jew. It's an insurance company. But to get to the insurance company, I got to go after the doctor first. And that was the question now. Okay, Vehine. Right? The, the, the court case will be between the doctor and the, the plaintiff. Right? The doctor is insured by a, a non-Jewish insurance company. It might be a problem to go after the doctor in that scenario because I, I know I'm, my intention is to go after the insurance company, but there's only way to do it, one, one, one way to do it, and that's to go after the doctor first. So taking the doctor to regular court might be a problem. We'll see. He's quoting Rav Akiva Eger. is a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch. He wrote over there, Beshut Magen Geborim. Siman Hey, he's quoting another rabbi in his uh, comment over there. There's an argument between the plaintiff and the defendant. One says, I want to go to Betin. The other guy doesn't want to go to Betin, they want to go to uh, whatever, arbitration or to a regular court. Right, the minhag of, of the area the town or the place, the city, whatever it was, um, in that place where this dispute was, was that's what they do. They don't go to Betin, they go to, let's say, arbitration or whatever it is, right? And then he said, he writes over there, Hadin Imo, that the, he has the right, that the person claiming that he doesn't want to go to Betin and wants to do what the normal business practice is in that industry, in that town, has the rights to do such a thing. Yeah, this is this is arbitration. We're going to go to uh, you know the uh, the association of the, our industry, and they tell uh, every time there's an issue, we go to the association and they decide. Okay, minhag, especially when it comes to money. When it comes to money, remember, anytime we have monetary transactions, as long as it's not something that's against the Torah. It's allowed. Over here, this is the minhag amakon. You went into business knowing that this is the way that it's done. If that's the way that it's done, that's the way that it's done. Finish. Okay? Vehevi hahid He brought the gemara that we learned way, way back, if you remember, um, when um, the in order to make a transaction, the rabbis made a gezerah that if I want to acquire a movable object, I have to, I have to lift it, I have to pull it, I have to bring it into my domain, Right, and uh, that's considered a kinyan, as opposed to kesef, cash. Right, when I when I pay cash, right, because we're worried that if I pay, I didn't pick it up, 
So now you don't care about watching it anymore, couldn't care less because you already sold the goods, but they're still in your warehouse, and now you know you leave the door open and you couldn't get and it gets stolen, and it's my problem because I own it because I paid. The rabbi said, no, no, cash, it doesn't work for movable objects, it works for land, it doesn't work for movable objects, right? But and therefore you need to make a kinyan. However, we said there was a way other ways to make a kinyanim, not only the ones that were listed in the Gemara, like lifting and pulling it. One of them was Situmta, if you remember. The guy was selling barrels of wine, and I walk into his uh, cellar and I put my signature. This barrel, this barrel, this barrel, right? We, we learned this, right? And there's other ways also. I could shake your hand. I could do other things that are considered as kinyan. So he says, listen, that's a minhagamakom. The way that it worked was you write on the barrel, you sign your name. That's the, and, and it works. And then, so you see that what, when it comes to business transactions, we, we will allow, right? We will allow the minhag, the custom of the industry to take precedence. And therefore, if that's the minhag over there, good, correct. Now, l'chaura, he says, therefore, l'fizeh, gam bi'inyanene. Well, let's bring that idea back into our into our question with the doctor and uh, and the patient over here, right? Me'achar ve'kachu ha-minhag ben ha-muvtahim le'chavrot ha-bituach she'mitadaynim etzel erkaot ve'en isur le'hitadayen etzlam. The way that it works is that the insurance company is expecting to go to court. Right and the and the and the uh, the person taking this insurance company to court or the doc, for that doctor for that matter to get the insurance company is to go to court. That's the minhag. So the minhag, yeah, therefore, it's not considered a regular dispute between two business parties, two Jews that we need to go to betin. It's it's like almost as it's an implied condition from the beginning that if you're going to have an issue, God forbid, no one should have one, but have an issue with a doctor that you take the doctor to court. It's it's ex- it's expected. It's known. Fine. And therefore, it should be the same as the, the barrel case. It's, like it's a monetary case that became the minhag, that that's what you do. Okay. Ulam, however. Ra'iti b'mahar shak, shanidon sham, haya besoharim sha'asu iska. Vehem atzmam hayu b'medina zo, ve'asehora b'makom achayr. Lefi enze sug ma'ot meshalem lahem. Lefi din Torah meshalmim ke'ota medina sheba na'asa ha'esek. He says, okay, he wants to say, the, however, issue, okay, what's he saying? This quote, this, this uh, the uh, the case that he's going back to quote that Rabbi Kiva Eger quoted that was a dispute between two parties and the Minhag, one didn't want to go to Betin and one did and the Minhag was not to go to Betin. He says the story over there was that the two guys that were making, doing business, let's say were in New York, but they were selling goods that were overseas. One guy owned the goods overseas, other guy's buying it from the goods overseas. Now, the issue over there was, in according to Din Torah, the way that we would dispute such a case and come out with a number is we're going to you're going to um, the, determine damages or default based on where the location of the transaction is taking place, which is between the two parties, currency in America. Venue. But the good, right? The where well, we call venue in, in, in yes in in uh, in legal terms, okay? The venue. However, according to the minhag soharim. The way that their minhag was, they would judge the case based on value of where the goods are located, not where the parties are located. Yeah. Okay? And therefore, it was probably a benefit for somebody that wanted to go, maybe because of the exchange rate, it would have been beneficial because, again, it's fluctuating by the time I take him to court. Maybe it's right. right no one knows whatever it is. It was better yeah, for him to go be here. to, to, to judge on where the goods were as opposed to, because Dean Torah would judge based on where the guys are. You guys are coming in front of us. We're going to judge you in American yeah. dollars. But you know, if you want to go to the association, they're going to judge you on, uh, you know, whatever the goods are. I don't know, pesos, if they're in Mexico, or whatever the story is, right? And that's, no, so it was a probably a benefit for him, apparently. And he says, 
And therefore, it's more similar to the Sutumta. Dumya the Sutumta. The Afal Pei Din Torah and Bamamash, even though halakhically it makes no difference. Because we wouldn't we wouldn't judge on where the merchandise is. Becholzot. That's the minhag. That's the minhag, and that's why he would say you should not go to court. Don't go to bet. Go betin. Go to go to the association and let them judge because that's the industry. That's how it works. That's not our case now. Why should over here, this is a regular court case. It's not some kind of yeah. It's a halacha case now over here, and therefore he says I don't I don't think you can go to We learned that halacha writes that if you make a a kinyan, a, vi- a, a transaction, right? On what are you making the transaction? That we will, if we have a dispute, go to non-Jewish court. It's a void transaction. It's, it's a it's a Torah. It's a condition that's against the Torah. Anytime we have a condition against the Torah, right? No good, right? And therefore, ve'asur lidon befnehem kibu arsham bebiura grad dehave kimatnei amashikatuba Torah. That's what I just said. Ve'lachen he says, im hadinu devarim im him im him him im yehudim. If the doctor, right? Is a Jew, and now it's up two Jewish parties, plaintiff and defendant, both Jews. Or or the insurance company is owned by Jews. Or or my claim has to be against the doctor who's a Jew. You cannot go to regular courts. Which I told you last week that the only way to get to courts is to first go after the defendant and to have him multiple times refuse to show up to betin. And when that happens, then the betin will give you what's called star siruv, which is a document that he, a refusal that he's refusing to come present himself to the betin, and then they will let you go to the to the Jewish courts. Now, in Baldino Alam. Right, the guy is a uh, you know thief, not a thief, but a mafioso. Alam, and he's very strong, meaning that he's a dangerous person. And he can't go after a regular, regular take the guy to regular betin. He doesn't want to come. Still says what? No tell the shoot me betin. I still have to go to betin first to get permission to be able to go. So over here he's saying sounds like sorry can't go to, can't go to court. Let's see if he changes his mind. Veshamati mi mor hami maran hagaon Yosef Shalom El Yashiv. Okay, okay. So the son of this is that's his father-in-law. This is this is Rav Yitzchak Zilberstein. That his father his father-in-law is Rav El Yashiv Alav Shalom. Shenistapek. He said a question if what if the the defendant is Jewish but he's a mumar. He's not keeping any of the laws. He's an unaffiliated Jew. Right? Right? He says, maybe since that we know that that person is never going to accept to come to Beitin anyway. So maybe you don't need to waste your time going through the process of sending him the invitation three times and having him refuse three times to, not, to show up. Because again, it's, it's a it's a 30-day window every time. You send him the Azmanah, you wait 30 days. He doesn't respond, you get another one. Wait 30 days. 
And another one. Very good. Now it's 90 days, the guy to show up. In 90 days, a lot of things can happen, right? And if, if you know the guy's never showing up, maybe he's saying, maybe I can just skip that whole process and go straight to court. There's not any, you know, but again, what's the whole issue of going to regular court versus the Torah, versus Din, din Torah? You're showing disrespect for the Torah. What, you're worried? You think the Torah doesn't know how to judge a case? You have to go to a regular court? That's the whole problem. So in this scenario, you know, it's never going to happen anyway. So <laughs> either way, you're going to end up there. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's allowed. I'm not sure. We had a look. Okay. Right. Okay, so what if we have a, a milve alpe, which is a verbal loan, right? So it says, regarding a verbal loan, you can't have the judges give him reshut lehotzi, right? Which means force him to take the money away from this person. Why? Right? I don't know how much he's, how much is owed. We don't, it's a verbal loan. We don't, right? So, and therefore, what could we do? We could put the guy in harem. If he doesn't want to come to betin, ad kan no, that's the end of the quote. Now, well, if if we use that logic for our case, kasher en abet din yot im beberur shelafit naya bituach chayav harofel shalem en laim litere shut l'dayim for the arkaot. He says if the betin is not positive, and, right, that the insurance company is going to cover this claim, they're not positive. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Says then, then we don't have permission to let them go to we can't let them go to go to regular courts because again over there the halacha is right that if it's a verbal loan which this actually is there's no star over here there's a verbal number it's, it's nothing right I'm trying to collect the number where'd you get the number from I don't know they're making up uh, you know punitive damages and uh, I don't know whatever the number is that's a verbal loan and it says over here that what you can't go to take them to court for verbal loan if you don't know right that and we don't know the number because it's a verbal and the only thing you could do is put them in hidem that's all you could do which means i can't take the money away from this doctor with over here without without knowing and therefore i should not be allowed to give them permission to go to the courts ah however he writes the sugya de alma azle batar ibcha there's a standard, this is a sugya out there, Gemara, that, that follows the opposite opinion. What does that mean? Vinotnim, bechol bedin de shut lalechet erkaot neged mesarev, diim lo ken, lo shavak, lo shavak tahaye. The kola hachi eshlo dinu divarim im havero, im eno dea le bedin mehov barur, yafsid et shelo. Vegam, ki gamishamitimoto, lo eshgech beze, vim semisayem be ovreha avera, ubefrat yochal. Beautiful. He says, he says, the problem is, now there's, there's another another opinion, which is the opposite of the previous one, which is, if we don't allow this person to go to Betty, we don't let him go. So what's going to happen now? We don't know the number, it's an oral number, we don't know what it is, what's going to end at the end of the day, the guy who's refusing to go to Betty is going to win, because all we can do is what? Put the guy in Kherim? You think he's going to listen to Kherim? What, what, what Kherim is do we have yeah. in nowadays? There is no Kherim, it doesn't mean anything. And therefore, if we don't let him go to he's going to win by just refusing to show up, and we can't let that happen, and therefore we should always let them go to Betty automatically. And we'll see, we'll hopefully finish tomorrow. Amen, amen.